It's Thursday, and this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Joining me today is Ramsey personality Anthony O'Neill. Gavin is with us in Houston, Texas. Hi, Gavin. How are you? Good. How are y'all doing? Better than we deserve. How can we help? So I'm 25, and due to a very fortunate situation, I kind of got doubly lucky here and got some money from my parents and my grandfather, and also got really lucky investing in some things I didn't completely understand with that money, like you, like you often say. Uh, the tricky part about that now is that 95% of my net worth is in stocks, and I only make 50 grand a year. Um, getting ready to buy a house with my fiance, I'm just concerned about the capital gains tax hit to create a down payment for the house. So I'm thinking I've made my fair share of dumb decisions with this money being young. Obviously, um, I've got a big Chevy Tahoe that, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily deserve, but I just happen to like. So I'm thinking, do I sell it to number one, be debt free and create positive equity to maybe absorb that tax hit? Or do I keep the truck just because I enjoy it? Is the truck paid for? Yeah. Uh, it's got 28,000 left on it, but. Um, yeah, you know, I'm either way, I'm not taking a car payment anymore. So I'm thinking, uh, both situations, I'm either writing it off and writing so, the so check you, or you're, I'm, you're 25 years old. You make 50,000, you have a $28,000 truck and you have how much in this investment account? About $650,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you've been yeah, blessed. Got, you've been blessed beyond measure, sir. Yes. And how yeah, much? Of, little, how little how much of that is gain that is over a year old? Um, probably about seventy percent of it. Okay, so that'll be taxed at fifteen percent, and it's in single stocks. And from the way you're describing this, it sounds like it's a fairly high risk situation. Am I right? Uh, some of it is the. I decided, you know, I got scared of it pretty early, so I moved uh, about. 60% of it into management. I would say the other 40% is individual stocks around consumer data collection and medical diagnostic data collection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uber high risk, yeah. cut, cutting edge, yeah. uh, small cap technologies. And yeah, you're pretty much playing Russian roulette with those things or the roulette wheel anyway. Um, so uh, the way I answer questions, we answer questions on this show is what would we do if we woke up in your shoes? Yeah, man. Here's okay. a bear. Yeah. First off, thank goodness you're where you are. Congratulations. Yes. It's yes. wonderful. Uh, the danger is is that it worked and that you may try to do it again. <laughs> that's, da- that's the dangerous part. It's like the guy that drops one quarter into a slot machine and wins, and he spends the rest of his vacation putting all his money into a slot machine trying to do it again because uh, you're not going to do it again. Uh, so I do, I, do not, I do not have investments of those types because uh, they scare me and um and my my real estate portfolio alone is worth hundreds of millions so i can speak with uh emotional authority in this situation how it feels uh when i was your age i was a millionaire and i lost everything and i don't want you to fall into that so what i would do is i would um move anything that is not in a managed account in mutual funds into that and I would pay off the truck tomorrow if you're going to keep it. Um, normally, we say do not own things that are more than half your annual income. This is barely, but you also have 650000 freaking dollars laying over here. So I think you can afford to drive this truck if you want to. Right. Um, and then, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to suggest you do not buy a home with your fiance right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, you don't buy homes with people you're not married to. Uh, after you're married... 
I would rent something, even if it's something nice, for six months, get to know each other. Yeah. It takes about a year of being married to know how close to your mother-in-law to buy. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, um, after a year of marriage, you will make a different housing decision than you would make today together. We've been renting here uh, for about uh, two years. We've been, I mean, we've probably been You're married not already. Married. For, yeah, correct. After you've been married a while, you will make a different decision than you would make as shacked up fiancés. Uh, it's a different thing. That's, it just is. That's the truth. And, and so I would take my time. And you, you've been the, there's a tortoise and the hare. You've been the hare and you're ahead in the race. And I'm going to switch sides and become the tortoise. And I'm just going to slow your butt down on the investing and on the house. I'm really happy where you're where you are. And you're obviously a very sharp guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're obviously very bright. So you may not do anything we say to do. But you called and asked us, which the danger of that is, is we're going to tell you. Tell you the truth. And I think he will, Dave. I, I think he's he's a little nervous. He's a little scared. He wants to make the right decision. Yeah, she wants to buy a house. Yeah. And here's the thing, Dave, I was going to say. Instead of for, you know, save, like you said, spend the first six months to a year once you all get married. And then with him walking away after he pays the capital gains. I pay cash. I pay cash for the house. That's yep. what I was going to say. Yep. Like, and I'm saying cash like a two, dollars $300,000 home. Four hundred. I don't care. Yeah. 500 you know, I don't care. Yeah, so that way, now you're good. Really good. Yeah. Everything's paid for. Everything. The money's gone. Yeah. Most of it. But your it's taxes, not really going. Your taxes, well, I mean, by the time you, it's not gone. It's not in the sense of it's that the investment account's gone. Yes, yes. But your taxes at 15% on 70% of six fifty is just, that's not going to cripple the situation. It's not. Uh, and yes, I would pay the capital gains in order to get this in the right setting. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like that much of it's going to be subject to capital gains because it sounds like you've already done that when you moved it from these higher in, higher risk things into the managed stuff. You probably took your capital gains hit then. Yeah. Because you liquidated the investments to move them. That's my guess, anyway. Um, I, I don't know exactly how you did that, but that's that's what it sounds like you did to me. So, anyway, I'm going to pay what capital gains you got to pay for making the move, and I'd get it all under managed, and I would sit there, rent something for a little for a year after marriage or six months after you're married. Then I would buy with cash, and I'd pay off the car today. Yeah, and, and I, I want to say this to America listening. I know you are probably saying, oh, man, that worked for him. Let me go try that. No. Do not do it. No. I mean, I think the numbers, Dave, I don't know the updated numbers, but it's right around 78% of the people who play in this field do not make a dime. They actually lose money. Yeah. And so, um, yes, you hear it worked over here, uh, but it does not mean more than likely it just will like not if work. You, if you had a buddy that hit a, hit a lottery ticket, it doesn't mean that it's smart to buy a lottery ticket. Yes. So it's just, you know, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And so, and Brandis, or Gavin's smart enough to... Yeah wise enough to be a little bit afraid in this situation but congratulations that you're there yeah i'm so happy that you're 25 years old and you have six hundred fifty thousand dollars. that's just so cool yeah i'm just that's so neat and thanks for calling in and yeah. asking the question yeah thanks for tuning in to the ramsey call of the day to check out all of our podcasts just search ramsey network on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen 